You're listening to The Love Yeg Show. If our city could talk, these are the stories it would tell about the people, places, and passion in Edmonton. We interview difference makers in our community. Please welcome your hosts, Sherry Beauchamp and Jesse McCracken. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Love the Egg Show. I'm here with my co-host, Jesse McCracken. Hello. And we are actually sitting in a really special place. We are in the the lunchroom. Is like the we are in the lunchroom. The lunchroom, and we're here with Karen from Meals on Wheels. Right. Welcome. Yay. Thanks for having me, you guys. I'm glad you could come. We had Meals on Wheels actually just come out to our last yeah. event, yeah. Uh, which technically was like last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's this is like the first time that we kind of have that dynamic to talk about, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Yeah, it uh, is. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So you guys came out and you presented to our group and there, there were so many things that you said that I was like, you know what? More people need to know about this because Meals on Wheels has been around for like 50, 50 years. years. 50 right. years. Yeah. yeah. And so you kind of have this idea of what it is in your mind as, you know, from the public side of it. But yeah. how, how would you explain uh, Meals on Wheels to, to people? Meals on Wheels basically has grown from 50 years ago. That first day that we went out, we delivered three meals to three houses in South Edmonton, hmm. you know, and it was all seniors in need. And it's just grown so much now we have support systems and we have different um, ways of doing things and we have different supports that we that we do. So yes, we deliver the healthy meals every day, but it's it's more than just that. Once we get out there, we, we see more of a need. So we use our food as the connector to the people to basically help social isolation and stuff like that in our city because there are just so many people out there that that live alone some you know most of them are older Mm -hmm. but some of them are are disabled or they've just gone through hard times and they just don't have the family and the supports around them that they need so yes we're delivering a meal but we're also delivering help and hope and some camaraderie and building friendships and so that this person doesn't feel so alone in their life so that's really kind of become more of our mandate so so our food is the catalyst or the bridge like we were saying to, to get to these people and to help them to hopefully live a healthy and happy life right so it's we see people that sometimes when when the volunteer gets there that's the only interaction that they have in a day and it's just sometimes really heart-wrenching to see mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know and and so we really try to strive to help combat that and make sure that people are, are okay right so I was saying as we're as we're coming here to Jesse, this is I kind of like a part of my memories from university and stuff. I lived in this area, and you know the Meals on Wheels. This has been a staple. You said you you guys actually built this building here yeah, for you this, guys. This building we moved in around 1989. Yeah. So we've been in the Oliver area all that time, right? We're right beside the Blue Willow restaurant. Right, right, right. And everybody knows that. So we're, we're next door neighbors, but we've been here for so long and it's kind of funny. We're like a staple of the neighborhood. Yeah. But I think sometimes people forget, 
yeah. where we are and who we are because we've been around for so long. Mm-hmm. So it's really great that, that we can kind of help get the word out there to c- kind of re-energize why we're around and why we're still here after 50 years because unfortunately we're still needed mm-hmm. and we're happy to go out and help, right? So, and I think now it's just literally be- become that fighting social social isolation and, and depression in some people and, and helping big time with mm-hmm. food, right? So it's kind of who we are. Yeah, when I mean, when I think of um, Nails on Wheels, I thought, uh, I used to think, I don't anymore, me, thanks to you guys, is that, you know, it's it's mostly a seniors program, but really it's not. No, it's not. It's more than that. Um, we have al- other programs, for instance, it's called Store to Door, where basically if you're homebound, you can't get out, you're disabled or something like that, we will match you with a volunteer. So you send us your shopping lists that may be groceries, toiletries, whatever you need. Mm -hmm. We send out the volunteer to go and buy all that for you and the volunteer drops it off, brings it in, unpacks everything for you if you need it, put it away. And and they are matched personality-wise and Mm culture-wise so that this volunteer then becomes that weekly support for that person and they can depend on it and they know that they're going to get their groceries and they're going to get everything that they need and they're going to have basically what's turning into a new friend dropping by every week right so we have that then we also have the grocery bag program which basically they can again order their groceries from us and we'll put together um, a bag here in the kitchen along with the daily meals that we send out and one of those driver volunteers will then just kind of drop off those groceries just like they drop off the meals so there's that as well and we're trying to work towards another one that we're calling dine together and this is to help with the social isolation and people being depressed and stuff like that. We want to match you with a volunteer that will come and eat with you. We'll bring the food, we'll come over for dinner, we'll have a nice conversation, kind of like you would with the family around the table, mm-hmm. right? To help these people that are living alone and don't have that. So we're kind of working on it. It's a new pilot project that we're trying to get out the door. Yeah. So that sounds yeah. like a very nice thing to do. And I'm sure a lot of the volunteers need that as well, right? Yeah. It's not just for the person that they're delivering the meal. Sometimes the volunteer feels like they are volunteering because they need that connection as well. Well, and they do very yeah. much so. Yeah. I mean, because they feel like they're making a difference in their mm-hmm. own little way. That's basically why we're all involved. That's yeah. why I'm here, yeah. right? That's why we get involved with something like this, because we see the need and we just, it pulls at your heart mm-hmm. and you just go, oh, you mm-hmm. know? And so, yeah, the volunteers just love it. They they mm-hmm. feel like they've hopefully brightened somebody's day and mm-hmm. they put a smile on their face and instead of, you know feeling alone Mm -hmm. they have a friend and they have a connection to the community and that's that really makes all of us feel good yeah Yeah. well right now with there is like what you guys are doing they they do have that available to you for grocery delivery but you could pay for or you could skip the dishes right but the difference between those and what you guys are doing is the human connection that comes along with it as opposed to just dropping drop and go we're so much more than skip the dishes yes of course (laughs) our food is much better of course of course (laughs) so what is the cost to somebody using your services well it depends i mean on average our meals are like six dollars for an entree so yeah. to speak but a lot of our clients are on subsidy mm-hmm. a lot of them you know are ending up in a place where they're low income 
and and some of the seniors are on a fixed income, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of them are on a subsidy. So which is why we're constantly fundraising because we're not supported by the government. We're not yeah. supported by the city, and yeah. so we constantly need to sort of augment because the money that we get for you know the sales of the meals is is just it isn't enough, enough to, to keep the wheels turning, so to speak. So mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean it's it's good food. At a good price. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's cooked daily. Cooked daily. Yeah. Absolutely fresh daily. I mean, there's people in there chopping right now. So every day. And then what we do on Fridays is we will send out those extra meals to the people who need it for over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So we have our daily fresh and then we have our frozen fresh meals. Mm-hmm. Right. And what we do is when we do all the daily fresh ones, however many ones have been ordered for frozen, we have a freezer in there that basically flash freezes the food and it freezes it so fast that you don't lose all the nutrients and all the goodness and then when you reheat it it's still there like it was just made that day so it's pretty cool actually it's kind of neat when you when you look at the guts Mm -hmm. of how it all works from from the preparing the food to getting it out to the people it's pretty cool totally Yeah. yeah yeah Walking in, um, there's a big wall full of all the meals that you guys do make. And I was actually kind of surprised. There's like breakfast and lunch. Yeah. You know, when I thought of Meals on Wheels, I don't know, for some reason I was thinking it was like dinners, right? Oh. But you guys do everything. We have a Red Seal chef that just loves to come up with new things, you know? And so that board that you see out there are kind of the staples. Yeah. But then he's always trying something new, right? Like the other day, he we did a chicken pot pie. And then he kind of thought, well, maybe I should do something for the vegetarians. So he turned it into this sort of chicken, haha. Anyway, <laughs> it was like chickpea and brown beans and, mm. and all these lentils and all that kind of stuff to get all the nutrients in a vegetarian way for people like that. And then we also tried to do a little more ethnic side, you know. So we've got, you know, turmeric and cumin and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff thrown into the different dishes. So we really tried to remember that we serve everybody. Yeah. Yes. And everybody has a different taste. Everybody has different dietary needs. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can see that in the kitchen. We have a board there, which basically is like N1 or dietary or, you know, puree or whatever. So we really go deep into it. So it goes from a regular meal that maybe if you guys got home from the hospital and you couldn't cook, we could send you meals. You guys would get our regular meals to the senior who doesn't have any teeth anymore and can't chew gets a major pureed meal Mm -hmm. so we may send you our salisbury steak for instance Mm. and you guys get all the goodness and the chewiness and that senior may get the pureed salisbury steak right but you're still going to taste the steak which is awesome in the way they do it there which is really cool yeah because we just have so many different people so many dietary needs so it's 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 quite the system to mm-hmm. make sure that we get everything Well, out. and all the meals are going to the right people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How many meals would you say that you <laughs> deliver? <laughs> like, was like daily. Yeah, around a, day. <laughs> yeah, or in a week. Like. A lot. Average daily meals going out is about 230 to 250. Wow. Um, aver- average weekly meals are close to 2,000. And on average, they say that we send out 189,000 meals a year. Wow. It's a lot. Incredible. And it keeps growing. Mm-hmm. So no, the need's definitely not going away. No, it's yeah. not. And it's increasing, mm-hmm. right? Which kind of scares us sometimes because we go, 
you know, because we are so volunteer based, Mm -hmm. all the drivers are volunteers. Nobody gets paid to do this. And so our staff that we rely on can go up and down as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. we get more people needing more meals and then sometimes we're strapped for people to come and deliver. So it's, it's, it's always that balance between the orders that come in and people that need it and the people that can help us get it out. So we're always doing that balancing act. What does that look like for, uh, like, to become a volunteer? Like, do you have to commit to, like, just one shift or multiple shifts? Or well, what does it yeah, look like? Well, yeah, it's a p- time frame. What we would like is to hopefully commit for six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the reason why we lose some of our volunteers is because some of them are, are just freshly retired. And then they're snowbirds, right? They get out of Edmonton right. for the winter and then they come back for the summer. So we have to fill in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why we kind of say, mm, please, we need you to commit at least for six months to a year. And as far as, you know, one day a week or whatever, it's really what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because delivery times are during the day, but we also have a couple of evening deliveries. So on Wednesdays and Thursdays, we'll also do evening deliveries from about five to seven. But what we really need is just that commitment. You're, if you want to volunteer every Thursday, you're here every Thursday. If you want to treat it like a full-time job and you're here Monday to Friday, great. We mm-hmm. would love that if you can do that. But just commit to what you can do and just be here and so that we know we can rely on you, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. That's really the big thing. When I mean, we, we know things happen. We know it's volunteer. So things come up and people may have to cancel, but then we're scrambling and it ends mm-hmm. up being us staffers that will then take it and we'll go out and we'll, we'll deliver. Right, because right? the food needs to get out. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. We, go, we go do it. But, you know, we really, so that's basically what it is. It's like commit to what you can do mm-hmm. and just do it. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, because it, it becomes, it becomes our team and our staff, right? And so we end up relying on you guys so much, so yeah. much. Yeah. And how would somebody volunteer in the kitchen? Well, in the kitchen, it's kind of the same thing, time frame, yeah. right? Um, but in the kitchen, you're basically like four hours in the morning or maybe four hours in the afternoon. The morning is more fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of when we really need you because in the morning you're in there and you're peeling, chopping potatoes, making the sandwiches, you know, helping the cooks to pull everything together mm-hmm. and then um, helping to put all the meals in the boxes to get them ready to go. So that that 8.30 to 10.30 to, to noon sort of time frame is, is really critical for us mm-hmm. every day. So that's when we really, really love to have those volunteers in the kitchen. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Like Jason that you can see right there, that's our sous chef. Yeah. And he he's the supervisor of the kitchen. So he'll, he'll give you your orientation. He'll mm-hmm. tell you what you need to do. And he just has so much fun with everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? And they come out and they're like, he's so cool. So it's kind of a two-way street. Everybody ends up loving Jason and loving being here and working in the kitchen with him. (laughs) Right. So how many um, actual staff do you have and how many volunteers a day do you need? Oh, my gosh. Actual staff. Eight in the kitchen. Actual staff, Anita. Eighteen. Thanks, Anita. Thanks, Anita. Anita is our finance manager. Actual (laughs) staff is 18. And so um, every day... We need at least 25 drivers and at least 10 to 15 people in that kitchen. Wow. We have 25 routes that need to go out every day, so we need 25 drivers. And so sometimes if a driver can't make it, we'll just double up on one driver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. Basically, we say we need about 125 people to drive weekly. 
mm-hmm. and you know maybe another 50 or so in the kitchen right because they don't come every day it's yeah it's the same thing somebody might come once a week somebody might come twice a week or all week mm-hmm. it depends on what they can do and what they want to do yeah so, yeah hmm. yeah i imagine um you know over time you start to develop relationships with the people that you're dropping off the meals for and that kind of thing so that's pretty special it is pretty special and it's pretty neat because um i went to go see one client just the other day he's 100 years old whoa wow so when i went to see him he is now 100 three months and three days old (laughs) 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 and he's just amazing he is still completely spry completely with it um the only problem is because of his age his hearing is starting to go his sight is starting to go and his mobility is less Mm -hmm. Um, but he has this really great little scooter that gets him across the street to the local mall and he has a walker that helps him around the house but he also has a home care worker that comes in every day to help him get up get dressed make his meals and that kind of a thing so we bring in his meals on wheels every day so that he has his good meal to eat for supper right and it's just amazing to see him because he smiles he laughs he tells you all about his war stories and then he goes into his love of birds you know yeah and he <laughs> just he remembers there is you know and the thing about it is is he's another one who's who's isolated because his wife died 15 years ago. His daughters are, are out and have their own lives and are working. They can't be there every day. So once his home care worker leaves and the Meals on Wheels volunteer comes and goes, he's alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we were leaving the other day, because his, his daughter also came over with me too, and, and I, as I was leaving, I said, so what's he going to do this afternoon? And she said, he'll probably just sit there. I'm like, no. So it's just like I said, it's heart wrenching Mm -hmm. because he is still in his mind, so very active and so very there and so engaged. And and just hearing his war stories was amazing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then his life after that. So you really get to know these people as friends, Mm -hmm. and you really get to care about them, and you sometimes get to worry about them and Mm -hmm. and hope that they're okay. And Mm -hmm. it's this job does that to you. (laughs) Yeah, no. you become very connected. So yeah. Especially well with Austin. He's so sweet. So anyway. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's just those people that you just connect with and it's just natural that you worry and yeah. 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 Well, it's amazing what you do. And so let's go back to you. And how did you... <laughs> How did you find yourself at How meals? Did I end up being such a weeping heart. Oh, oh honestly, God. we cry we pretty cry much every, every single. So it's all good. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is. I mean, this leads into the whole reason why I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Right. Is because I am just drawn to being able to help and and make it making a difference, and it's just part of my personality that yeah. I want to somehow know that I have some sort of purpose in life and and I'm doing a little bit of good Mm -hmm. and so I'm always drawn to places like this you know I used to work in broadcasting and and you know that was all fun and games and everything but when media downsized I took my advertising and marketing and PR skills and turned it around to be able to work in places like this Mm -hmm. so that I can get the word out I can market I can make sure that everybody knows what's going on and Mm -hmm. I can do the fundraising and all that stuff to be able to keep this service going because it's needed and it kind of in my only little way makes me feel better Mm -hmm. about going to work every day right yeah like I was the girl in high school that was called Dear Abby everybody came to me and 
<laughs> so I'm kind of like that. I'm a, I'm a helper. I'm the person who will just do everything for everybody else before I th- even think about myself. So that's kind of why I get drawn to a career like this and love it. And so what are the fund fundraising efforts that you guys are doing and um, like how can people help that are listening to this? What can they they do? Um, Well, we are kind of hoping to have a spring fundraiser that we're kind of turning into a Vegas night. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of in pre-stage planning, but we're hoping by the end of May we're going to have it solidified and we'll we'll probably do it on one of the two Saturdays at the end of May. Mm -hmm. So if anybody wants to buy tickets and come along, if anybody wants to sponsor one of the food tables or one of the gaming tables that we're going to have there, that would be a big help. Mm -hmm. Um, And let Literally just come to the night and spend your money, have fun, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. but yeah. And then we usually have a main fundraiser that's called Beers and Bands in September. And that's in conjunction with the Yellowhead Brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a wonderful sponsor for that event. And so again, you know, we would need more sponsors and we need more people to buy tickets and come and have fun. So that's a great way to get involved and help us fundraising and just go on our website and donate. You can donate anytime you want. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, you could also become a monthly donor if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And that helps us greatly to know that that sort of the like a constant money stream coming in. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's kind of up and down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have an operation budget of $2 million that we have to fundraise for every year. So that's wow. kind of what it takes to keep everything going. Mm-hmm. So it's, we're in constant mode. Um, and we also look for, you know, different corporate businesses who maybe they want to take another step further in and become one of our corporate pro- sponsors um, that basically becomes a partnership for whatever you feel you can give back to us in a year. Mm-hmm. And we can work out a deal kind of that way. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But you shared a story that I think is, is pretty neat. At the event, you uh, met some of the other charities and you had a chance mm-hmm. to mingle and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell people what you discovered there about yeah, uh, it was wonderful one of the other charities was was there kids kids up front yeah and it turns out that their executive director owns a jeep and he's part of a jeep club and a few years ago we had that huge snow dump right and everybody was calling it snowmageddon and we had right. all of our volunteers that were getting stuck and they couldn't get out to deliver the meals so the jeep club came to the rescue <laughs> and it turns out that he was there he was one of the ones who did the, the deliveries that day with his jeep club and i'm like that is amazing mm-hmm. right so it is really cool how we all help each other and yes there's all these different charities that you know want your money and want your support and blah 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 but we support each other yeah you know we're not in competition no way it's all about the edmonton community getting out there and helping each other and that was just the most awesome thing mm-hmm. to meet one of the guys who was in the Jeep gang. And I'm like, that's so great. Right. Yeah. And so we had a huge connection and we ended up talking like all night. Yeah. I'm so glad they won. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it was really great. Oh, it's really great. It's always hard to make those decisions for I know, sure. I yeah. know. But you know, please kids. Right? Yeah. But I mean, w- same thing though. We're all out there for the same reason. Yeah. We want to help. We want to make a difference. And we want to make sure that the clients that we each serve are okay. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's the bottom line. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. It was really good. Really good to meet. Yeah, so, that, that we'll have cool. them Small back. World. Small We're world. like, do you want to come and deliver again? Sure. <laughs> 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 so great. That's awesome. Yeah. 
That's so. awesome. So we also like to talk a little bit about this city and obviously the people in it and the places in it. Um, wh- what do you love most about Edmonton? What are some of your favorite oh spots? Or, um, um, from a girl who's traveled all across Canada, mm-hmm. growing up in, in every corner, um, I really love the people here. You know, we always say, why do we stay when the winters get really bad? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. It's so because of the people. Yeah. Every place I've been, I just come back knowing that everybody is so friendly, so caring, so engaged, mm-hmm. as, as opposed to other cities that I've lived in and, and gone to. I just always feel that sense of community here. I don't know why, but I do. Mm-hmm. You feel like you are... Well, you kind of feel like you belong. You come home. You truly do come home when you leave and you go away. Mm -hmm. And I've also had people, like, I've traveled all the way to Germany, and I've had people say, oh, yeah, I've been there. That's a really cool city. You have all these festivals, and you have this really kind of neat riverboat and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, we do. I forget about the (laughs) (laughs) riverboat. And so I, I get that from when I travel. People go, yeah, it's a really neat city, and the people there are really nice. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. I Mm. think we are. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's kind of, it's kind of what keeps me here. Coming from an Air Force family, I always say this is the place I landed um, because we ended up getting transferred to Cold Lake and then we basically came to the city because we were sick of base living. Ha ha. So (laughs) we got to go to a civvy high school. It was kind of cool. No doubt. But it was really neat because I grew up when you go from base to base to base, you are, it really is truly a community. There is no life like it. You, you land, they show you where your house is. The movers unpack all your stuff for you. And all of a sudden you've got 50 kids coming. Hi, (laughs) new neighbor, (laughs) you know? So I was used to having instant friends. I was used to everybody being so welcoming and accommodating. And then when you move out into the big city, suddenly you don't have that. Mm -hmm. But it was really funny. I found that here. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's kind of why I love Edmonton and why I think a lot of people realize that when they come and visit, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's pretty cool. We were saying that I um I had lived in Toronto for five years and it just never felt like home. And I thought I'm not coming back to Edmonton. I'm going to go to Calgary because I love the mountains. But Edmonton was just it was yeah the the pull was yes. back here and it is it is we've talked about this all the time yeah. how it really does feel like a smaller community yeah. even though it's a big city. Yeah, and, and we we do because and especially with all of the culture here. Yeah, we have so much going on compared to you know Calgary. Sorry, but you know <laughs> I mean seriously we do like. Calgary is more corporate and really yeah. more culture. And I think that's what kind of keeps everybody here yeah. because we're all friends and family and neighbors, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what I think. Totally. Yeah, totally. So so we asked this question. It's kind of the idea of legacy and how this all started. Um, you know, how do you want to be remembered? So that could be, you know, your kids or your family or your friends or, you know, even the people here at Meals on Wheels, right? Um, you know, at the end of the day, how how do you want them to think about Karen? Me? Karen? Karen. <laughs> Instead of Meals on Wheels? Oh, my. See, I'm so modest. <laughs> See, this is the thing. I want everybody to think about everybody else, not me. <laughs> That's just me, right? Like, I just, I'm always the kind of person who I don't want accolades. I don't want praise. I just go out and I do and if what I do makes a difference, that's what matters to me. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that in a way, this is kind of embarrassing because <laughs> it's all about what I do. 
Mm-hmm. And hopefully that's going to be appreciated and that's what I'll be remembered for, basically. Very nice. You know? Yeah. I'm sure you will be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think the work that you guys are doing here is very, very important for, yeah. you know, our city and our community and taking care of people. And, you know, it's more than just a meal, right? It's more yeah, than it food. Is very much so. And I think that is so powerful. Yeah. And the fact that you're doing it yeah. is, is, uh, really cool yeah it is and it's it can be an emotional high and low every day Mm. yeah but it's just so gratifying to know that that we're out there and we're helping people yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. and there is i'm sure those moments of like okay i don't know why i'm crying now but (laughs) like you said the gentleman that you went in it's it's hard to leave him you know it was very hard to leave him yeah but then knowing that okay i'm gonna see him in a couple days and my you know showing up is gonna make a difference in his life and i think that's really something that we all need to hold on to those little things that we do that you know as much as we have to go and do our own things like coming back and and giving them that that time and attention and connection is is really important yep. so you are making a very big difference with your with your visits we hope so i mean i yeah. walked in and i hadn't seen him in a month and he's like oh karen i'm mm-hmm. like you remember my name yeah <laughs> i'm just the meals on wheels girl you know but but he totally remembered me and he totally remembered what we talked about and he started saying so how are you and i'm like oh my god how are you <laughs> yeah so yeah and it just fills your heart totally. yeah Awesome. Um, like I said, I love the location. This building is great. There's tons of windows in here. I'm sure that this is a nice place to come to work every day and know that you're making sure a difference. Is. Yeah. You guys can come and volunteer. We'd be really happy to have we you. We would love to. So, We'd yeah. love to come in some groups. And that's part of um, Legacy Egg. What we do do is obviously there's the donation part, but we have been, um, you know, getting our group together and volunteering in different places. And we find that that is actually where we get to. It's it's much more fulfilling than just writing a, a, a check, you know, totally, yeah. is going in and seeing the the machine that's behind all of this and kind of what you guys are doing so that's where we really get to see what you guys are all about yeah. and we can't wait to come awesome. yeah we yeah. love to have you thanks for um doing this for us and we're excited to kind of get a little tour here and oh yeah invite Absolutely. people to check out uh, meals on wheels thank you so much for having me you guys it's so great thank you If you were inspired by our show, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen and share with friends. You can always find show notes at loveyegshow.ca. Keep listening.